0: 100 passengers an hour. The 10-kilometer route will run from Nevinky to the Kievsky railway station. Moscow authorities are going to spend more than 4 billion rubles on developing river transport routes over the next three years. Moscow Maesergesa Benin says over a 1,000 historic houses in the capital are currently undergoing restoration work, more than half of them with private money. Last year, over 90 heritage buildings were renovated in the city. Moscow's electric buses have transported nearly 400,000 passengers since the 1st of September. 18 machines are currently running on a single route. The range of the city's electric buses is believed to be more than 40 kilometers. Moscow plans to buy 300 of their eco-friendly vehicles each year. And finally, the dollar has added 36 kopecks against the Russian currency, with the euro losing three. The official exchange rate for Thursday for a dollar is 65.95 rubles. One euro will cost 75.15. Rated 4 out of 10 on Moscow's roads, that's according to our interactive map. Driving time to the Medeva airport from the city centre is around 90 minutes and about an hour to get back into central Moscow. You'll spend about 75 minutes on your way to and from Trimeteva airport. Driving time to Vnukeva is around 50 minutes each way. Weather. 1 degree Celsius in Berlin, 19 in Sydney, 26 in Singapore. Overcast skies, occasional snow showers, and up to negative one degree Celsius are expected in Moscow tomorrow. That's about thirty Fahrenheit. That's all from me this hour, Dmitry Shulga, in the studio. Bye for now. Capital FM Moscow, the one and only English
1: speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital FM.
2: Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
3: This is Capital Sports. I'm Alan Moore and we are coming live and loud from the Yenka Nabarashian Tower here in beautiful Moscow City. You folks, really, you're in for a treat tonight. We have a look back at the international uh, fixtures. We'll have a check in on the KHL, which of course is going on right now. We'll chat about rugby and also look ahead to at what is coming up in the Russian and English Premier Leagues. And Paul Little will join us live and loud from Wicklow in County Ireland. Uh, country Wicklow in Ireland, I should say. Okay, we have so much to fit in. The best news, views, reviews, interviews, and previews, just like uh, Nikki Stay said, in the world of sports. And it's why we are mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. Of course, I can't do this gargantuan task on my own, so I'm very lucky to have staying around Miss DJ Nikki Stay. Nikki, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful.
3: Are you ready for a big, big uh, show? Of course. And you're ready with your fingers to dial the number? Yes. Excellent. Okay, because of course. Andy Mack Andy Mack who should be in the red corner he is away right now he's actually working in Russia today he's editing all those texts that you'll see if you watch Russia today what the uh, presenter is reading out that is what he is writing so he'll join us on the phone in the third segment however he's in the red corner in the blue corner we have the gruesome juice of Alex B Uh, good afternoon and happy National Gingerbread Day it's afternoon I guess in the USA but it's uh, night here in Moscow and Peter P hello okay so National Gingerbread Day yeah what on earth is that it's the day
4: when we celebrate one of the greatest foods, in my opinion, gingerbread.
3: Gingerbread. You know
4: the gingerbread houses. Oh yeah. It's like the yeah. materials to build the house. That's pretty much it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gingerbread houses. Is there? It, okay. I, I don't you. Do not like, know what gingerbread is? No, I do, but I'm not a big fan of gingerbread. It's oh, a bit really? too oh, spicy. Oh, 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 okay, Wait, what? Okay. I'm from Ireland. It's we have sp- it's
4: It's
5: so sweet. Like, how is it spicy?
3: Delicious. Spicy? What? It's spicy. Oh, I Hold on, Nikki.
4: Say, is gingerbread spicy? It is. It yeah, is. There it's you Spicy? Yes. I got food poisoning from a gingerbread
3: house at one time. How can you get? Gi- I have no oh, idea oh, oh, it it was. No, 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 I think it
4: was like a raw cookie dough or something. It was brutal.
3: <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. Okay, so <laughs> there the, the, the was like um there were issues. I
4: don't, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. It it was. You know, like when, when they say that, like the way you. uh the way you spend the Christmas Eve, that's how it's going to... Oh, just New Year's Eve, sorry. That's how your year is going to be?
5: Yeah. <laughs> My year is for real. Like, I, I, have a, I have a big problem with them because, like, I remember when I was at school, we used to make them, and you would spend, like, I don't know, like, three days making them, and then you wouldn't allow, you wouldn't be allowed to eat them. You'd wait for, like, three weeks. They would go stale. They would, like, rot. They would, like, fall apart, and then we after, after... After Christmas, you could eat them, and they would just go. it like, would go bad. Like you couldn't eat. Like imagine eating a brick. <laughs> just, <That's> you're <laughs> breaking your teeth. Like
3: no, uh, no, 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 no. Like, no you no. know, the
4: gingerbread man from Shrek. Yeah, yeah. That okay. man who was a ginger.
3: Uh, we're celebrating his uh, demise. His, his, his <laughs> demise. <laughs> well, that's why we have to dip it into milk. But okay. Anyway, right, we're going to kick off with oh, our just
1: when I got the yeah? history of gingerbread.
3: Yeah, there you go. So ginger, ginger it's not it comes just sports, from ancient here, folks. China. Ancient China yes right moving quickly on <laughs> we are going to tell you about our giveaway so on Friday night Locomotive they're playing at home to Ural katerinienburg as the Premier League gets into the kind of the home stretch of the, uh, the first half of the season we've got two tickets worth a whopping 17,000 rubles to give away so listen out for the question which you'll give out at the end of this first segment remember not only will you get the chance to be a VIP for the evening and enjoy Locomotive's hospitality you'll also get to meet us at the stadium and if you like you can give us a little bit of an interview right Moving on, a burning topic. Well, there is a, one burning topic in Ireland, but we'll start off with the Russian one. So Russia's football bubble, it was well and truly burst by uh, a pretty average Swedish team last night. Meaning Russia will not be gaining promotion to the elite top tier. They weren't relegated. Of course, Turkey were relegated down to um, level C. But Russia will stay at B for yet another season. And uh, already calls have gone out for Mr. Ceaușescu's head. And questions are being asked about the quality of Russian players it was all so different just one international break ago and of course the romance of the World Cup is well and truly worn off and the big question is should churches up stay Alex B I think you should
4: stay like we've never uh, I don't think we we're ever as good as we were this year in the
3: World Cup so true we, yeah, we should never get out of the World well, Cup let the, the, World let World the Cup man's
4: group. numbers speak for himself I think we should let the man stay 32% win percentage Okay, never mind. Don't let
3: the man <laughs> <speak>. <laughs> don't let his staff speak for himself. Uh, well, I mean, look, out of twenty five games, okay, until last night, he's won eight, drawn six, and lost eleven. That's worse even than leaving Slutsky. So, I mean, thirty two percent. That's like if that was NBA level, you'd be gone. Especially if, like, if you were with a, a relatively decent team like Russia. I mean, this is kind of like mid level team. Uh, they're not like I don't know. They're not like the Lakers. They're not like the Heat. You know, they're not like yeah. a top level team, but they're kind of middle. If you're on thirty three win percent, you're gone what's your right computer yeah. well i don't know maybe it's a little ignorant but um uh, i i watched
5: a lot of i've been to a couple of world cup games i watched uh, a lot of um i watched russia uh uh compete in world cup and what i saw i saw results like he, he I, i've i watched like two or three world cups in my life and by this by far would be like the best our, our team has ever like like uh gone to like but from what the, I saw, but
3: yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like I said, like you know, they got out of the group stage for the first time ever in the World Cup as yeah. Russia. But is that enough to keep a guy in the job because he's had a couple of years? And I mean, you know, if you look like looking back at other people who was like, uh, let's just say we we'll pick Guus the Dutch coach who was in. He was in for four years, fifty six percent win percentage, one twenty two, drew seven, lost ten. So you know, if you look at it like he's had two years, yeah, over two years actually. So I don't know, maybe it's time to give someone else. Well, maybe, maybe, but I
5: definitely think he, he deserves deserved a second try. I, second I think, he's try. Comeback, eh? yeah. think he's gonna make
3: a comeback. Yeah, you
5: think he's gonna? Okay, well, it's I mean, interesting. Wait, what, 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 what was the hashtag? Oh, believe in the in the must, the mustache or the remember the? Oh yeah, 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 with the believe in yeah, the mustache. W- yeah, believe in the mustache. Well, look,
4: if the if the third quarter Moscow Shamrocks could pull it off, I think this guy could pull it off. <laughs> that
3: is true. Well, we did make a stunning comeback <laughs> down in Verona. Yes, we yes, really, we did. really did. <laughs> we because, really did. Yeah, the first the first period I was. Very worried because we were trading badly and playing badly as well. But then we we got it together and we started, uh, yeah, we started like getting some points and goals in. And uh, we were very lucky that we had Nasty up front because. She was just a beast. She did the beast mode and started like just killing people, like, you know. Yeah. So uh, she's causing injuries everywhere. All right. So, of course, Russia, they lost 2-0 last night uh, in Sweden. It was a bit of a tough one. I did on the um, breakfast show yesterday morning, they said it would be, uh, you know, it could be a draw. I couldn't see anyone winning them. But if we look at Group B moving up, Ukraine, they won promotion, Slovakia going down, Sweden going up, Turkey going down, Bosnia, Herzegovina, they're going up into the top tier for, for the next time out, and Northern Ireland relegated, Ireland, my Ireland relegated as well. They got a 0-0 draw against uh, Denmark away, so that means two draws against Denmark. Denmark can promote Wales well, say where they are. Um, you know, looking at the very, very top of the table, I watched some of those games. So, Netherlands, they won their group. Germany, Germany relegated from the top tier. I mean, that's... You know, we were speaking last week. I mean, they're on a bad I run. I mean,
5: like... I mean, I, I, like, I like some of the players on the team, but they've been playing badly. So, uh, that, that was expected.
3: Yeah, I, I guess so. They're in a bit of a down. I mean, they've had, like, problems within the club, or within the, sorry, within the team, and they like, you know, racial issue, Well, supposed racial issue. of course. Um, uh, Eric office house said that's just pure nonsense. It was Mesut Ozil, yeah. of course, was uh, making a big fuss of it. Uh, Switzerland, they topped their group ahead of Belgium and Iceland. Iceland relegated. Portugal, they are top of the group ahead of Italy. Poland get relegated. And England, they topped their group against Spain and oh, wow. Croatia. So, I mean, there are like those those top four teams are going into a playoff for this like like you know your Euro- mini European Championship. That's pretty good for England, is not it? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 huge. it's huge. It's huge. Exactly. I mean, and yeah. Croatia as well. I mean, from the World Cup final to you know getting beaten six nil by Spain, like that's just terrible. And, terrible. You,
5: and you know what? Like from what I saw in uh, in the World Cup, actually, England wasn't doing too well. And right now, like I don't know, for me, because I expected them to be like at the at the final. Because I, I I when you when you talk about England, you expect them to be on the top of their game, like every time they play. But I I've, I've watched some games and I don't know. No, Alex it, doesn't agree. Yeah, you, you don't. I, agree. I do not agree. Why?
4: I'm not not Why? an England fan, I think they've been doing quite poorly.
6: I,
3: but I... I mean, they topped their group in in this uh, European Nations League. But well, because. Uh,
4: I don't think well we see a lot of like teams that aren't that did well like just Croatia see like they did so well in like the World Cup I think I think it's like two kind of like different games here because like um, you know like you, you, you can do well in the World Cup and then do bad here bomb right? after. that like is, true. That I is think, true I think honestly for the Russians we did the best I think like we had the best possible outcome because if we would have won the World Cup Think of what the media would be like. yes, yeah, they,
3: they just paid them off. <laughs> yeah. oh, I know, yes, I know oh, that's true. Oh,
5: the doping, the doping. It was definitely the doping.
3: Well, but... I mean that. Yeah, I mean that yeah. was said. I mean they were likely. Like, oh, the, the, the Russian players are running more than anybody else. But when you don't, we made this. Like, we we made a point to this myself and and uh, Nikki stay and others here in, in capital that when Russia were playing most of the time they had less than fifty percent possession. So they had like forty percent, thirty percent possession of the ball, yeah. even against Saudi Arabia. So that meant they were chasing, chasing and running, trying to close down yeah. Saudi Arabia were playing okay, let's just be straight with this. The Saudi team were playing uh, during Ramadan, so they weren't eating properly. they didn't yeah. eat during the day so they were tired and so on, but they still had enough skill to move the ball around, but Russia had to like, you know hunt them down. well also you know like
4: all the teams that are hosting a World cup they always they always try to like true. give them that extra 10 percent. yeah, yeah, so that like- is true. And also like w- how we lost Croatia, Croatia was like a very like nice game against like, a very strong team like we did not have like the Brazil against Germany like
3: no it wasn't yeah. a dis- no it wasn't a disgrace i mean no no i mean yeah it, it was, was a great game i, I think like if croatia had won too, nearly kind of go ah, fair enough like you know yeah. they they were just a better team because there's one point where um, uh, I just could say we got to say uh, I just, it, but he he just made a burst through uh, modric Luka, when he made a burst through the oh, the, yeah, yeah. the croatian defense and just basically went from standing still to getting past every single player. Think like, my goodness, like you know, they, if he did that two, no, or three like times, he
5: really deserved the, the best player. Yeah, right? he's and played he really here. Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, I mean, Peter, you were there as well with me yeah. at the at the opening game. I mean, Russia, it wasn't that easy of a game. I mean,
5: as you said, they were chasing the ball down literally, and like you know what, um, people don't usually expect much from the, uh, the, the, the the like the hosts of the of the World Cup. Since and like, and and I guess we did pretty well because like everybody wasn't expecting us to like. I, I remember everybody saw like uh, everybody was saying that we won't even like win the opening
3: game. That's Saudi, true. Saudi would That's us. true.
5: And when we won,
3: I I I mean it's not that I was thinking that Saudi are are so good. But, but correct I just me if I'm wrong. five two was the final score, right? No 5 Yeah, yeah. So
5: we like no didn't no highlight. five one. Five five no, one. no. or six no. one. Six, no no Saudi a goal it was you, five one or five zero. What I, I, zero? I, I, my I, I remember the last goal I, I even got it on my phone It, okay. it, was, it, was, a, it was a free kick I, If I can Yeah, it's really a got
3: free kick, kick. yeah. yeah. I mean was just amazing I think. Yeah. Okay looking further down uh, League C In the European Nations League Scotland they won promotion So uh, we'll ask Andy about that later on Albania they're staying put Where they are uh, Finland won promotion as well Good for them Hungary and Greece where they are. Estonia go down to the bottom tier Norway Norway have won well And they are promoted uh, Going down are Cyprus And Slovenia Good enough for Cyprus Serbia, they won promotion while Lithuania are down. So, Serbia in Group C, I mean, that's a bit tougher then because they have an absolutely excellent side. and just showed, like, how they're able to beat teams with ease. Uh, and then looking down to Group D, the bottom of it, where some of the biggest shocks actually took place. So, Georgia, Georgia, are neighbours, they're going up. Uh, yeah. they, they're ahead of Kazakhstan, uh, Latvia and Andorra, little Andorra. Uh, Belarusia, they're going up as well. So, good Good time for Soviet Union countries. <laughs> uh, Luxembourg and Moldova, they're not going up in San Marius 7 are. Kosovo, Kosovo, yeah. Kosovo, wherever they're from, they, are, they have won promotion ahead of Azerbaijan, the Faroes, and Malta, and Macedonia. Macedonia, it, it might not be called Macedonia for much longer, but uh, they finished ahead of Armenia, Gibraltar and Liechtenstein. Of course, Armenia were beaten at home by Gibraltar. Gibraltar, who would never won a game, could barely score a goal. They beat Armenia in Yerevan. That's like, if I'm Armenian, I'd just be hiding right now. Is Armenia that good? Well, there should be better than Gibraltar. Gibraltar are like a rock and some monkeys. No, no, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's <laughs> why
4: football is like the most popular sport in the world. You don't, even, you, don't you just need a ball.
3: Yeah. So like <laughs> I know, but still, you should be beating Gibraltar. I mean, Ireland could beat Gibraltar. What's, what was the score? 1-0. Oh. In Yerevan. So I was just like, you know, as I said, like Gibraltar have guys they don't have professional players. Well, maybe one or two, but the rest of them are like postmen, Bakers, like teachers I don't know what does Armenia though Armenia I have professional players really? yeah yeah, good players Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I mean Armenia like it finished second top of the group one of the top scorers um, Euromov Sissian who played here with Spartak and he's an American guy but I mean goodness ok look we're going to wait to break we're going to come back with uh, Paul Little our man in Ireland so so um, as we go out to the break we're going to do something that I, I heard just very very recently it's a really good song I heard it hockey, uh, hockey the other night uh, it'll get you going tonight it's a nice and easy one to warm up for the end of our first segment this is The Killers and Human we'll be back after break with our quiz question
1: Capital Sports
2: with Alan Moore I did my best to notice. Yeah sign
1: Go. I like the way you do your...
7: Capital. Commercial. Студия у метро. Жилой комплекс «Новоград Павлина» от группы компаний МИЦ. Ищите нас по запросу «Новоград Павлина» или звоните. 495-106-0102. ООО Мицинвестстрой. Проектная декларация на сайте 3w.novogradpavlina.ru. Тысячи блинов нужно испечь, чтобы стать мастером блинопёком в Теремке, и всего один нужно попробовать, чтобы его полюбить. Ведь домашний вкус как настоящую любовь. Ни с чем не спутаешь. Теремок. Вкусная
3: работа в Москве. Okay, welcome back, folks. That question that we're going to ask you right now, to win those two tickets worth 17,000 rubles to the Lokomotiv, World Yekaterinburg game this week and this Friday night, of course, kicks off at 8.30. You'll be there with us and the Capital Sports Stadium show and our crew. So the question is very, very simple. We've already spoken about it, So, So who, who did Russia lose to? Last week, last week, not last night. Last night, of course, he lost to Sweden. Who did lose to last week? You should know that it was three 0 It was away. It was in Europe against a pretty decent team who we've actually just discussed that they're kind of a bit of a den right now. So, who did Russia lose to last week? Uh, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. You get us on WhatsApp and everything else as well. Send in a carry pigeon if you want. Right uh, now, what you do when you have a manager who you no longer love? who You no longer want you know who was like Scottish manager of the year like one of the best coaches you've ever had and of course has a let's just say a 37.3% win percentage okay so out of 55 games he wins 19 draws 20 loses 16 with a pretty average bunch of players but he only won one game in 2018 Martin O'Neill he gets fired guys we're talking about uh, building for the future and what the Cleveland Cavaliers did last year they put their whole game plan around one player that's not right not, right. not at all. No. I mean, if you do that, if you do that with players, you're going to, like, you know, players are just going to give up monthly, won't they? Yeah. yeah. If you have, like, such guys that, like,
4: either used to be stars or are young and they're, like, becoming better players, like, why would they want to stay? Why would, like, Dwayne Wade, Derek Rose, and, like, guys I mean, like that want no, to stay? Nobody wants to brand.
5: play in the shadows, so to say.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially
5: it, if they
4: can play well.
3: Exactly. And this is you know, the the unfortunately like say Ireland for the moment they have lost. They have lost a lot of you know, they don't have the same quality of players coming through. But like I mean, like say with Cleveland, Cleveland had an awesome lineup last year. They
4: did and then they just blew it. Everyone left, nobody wanted to play with like why do I want to give this guy the ball if I can you know, if I'm not too bad myself, so.
3: Spot on and tonight, of course, uh, at four a.m. tomorrow morning, sorry, uh, Thursday, four a.m. tomorrow morning. The Lakers are in Cleveland, and of course, people are worried because the last time LeBron came back with the team, he moved to was at the Miami Heat, it was like four years ago, and that was pretty rotten.
4: I think it's not the same this year because, you know, in Cleveland, LeBron's still kind of like a hometown hero because he's like he's from Cleveland. He spent like a lot of his money to build like a school in Cleveland. It's like, have you heard of that? It's like it's all like free uh- for everyone. It's like. It's like a really nice school. He's done, doing so much for the community. I think they're not gonna like. You can't really blame the guy for leaving because he's no,
3: no. He's a professional. He has to earn his money. So Pro- I, yeah. I, I'm okay. I, I think
4: the name of the school is Promise School. Promise, I school. Yeah, yeah, promise I
3: prom- school. I promise. I promise. Promise School.
4: school I promise. Like, and plus in like Cleveland, he's taken them from being the worst team. Like they, they, they were the worst they were team when so he joined, bad. when he was drafted. Yeah, he came they were there. awful, awful. Two yeah. years later, he took them to the NBA championship, the first ever, I think, Cleveland NBA championship. They've yeah,
3: ever won. one of the first championships they've won in any sport in in the Major League. They're the one big city who had been awful in yeah. baseball. The Indians were a joke in uh, football. The Browns, a joke. Yeah. I mean, they always drafted badly as well. It was. it's something that in the uh, we're talking about remember the sports documentaries last week there's one called Believe Land like Cleveland Believe yeah. Land and it, it, folks if you have a chance to watch something that just will make you really think about how important sports are in the life of a city and in our lives in general yeah. Believe Land does that you know it really showed that when LeBron came in the people were so happy they drafted a hometown guy Straight out of high school, who was, well, he played one year of college yeah. ball, wasn't it? But and, he and he put up like brilliant. 28 points in the first game. Exactly. And just was awesome and, and sold out. And then the, the whole downtown Cleveland changed. Because I remember, oh, 20 years ago, Cleveland was just an absolute dump. Well, now it is again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, we're going to move away and go all the way to the lovely, lovely wilds and the mountains of Wicklow, where the Daily Stars Paul Little is waiting to talk to us. Paul, how are you doing this evening?
6: I am good, Alan. Thank you uh, for asking. Uh, just as you say, it there the wilds of Wicklow are in the midst of an electrical storm at the moment.
3: So Go away. Well, listen. You just don't 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 hold your uh, umbrella out the window on that, okay?
6: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to actually get down off the roof.
3: <laughs> just you're know, you holding this big, big iron rod up in the air, saying, "Come on, come on." You know, <laughs> it, it do- listen, Paul. Just just a word to the wise. I tried it. It doesn't give you superpowers. It gives you a nice a nasty burn true, but it entertains, entertains the kids. Well, I mean, you know, it, okay, I have a joke about that with a guy who's like kind of like shaking. You know that, that joke from home where the guy has his hand on a, on a post and he's like shaking uh, the, um, the water out of his Wellington boot and the guy comes over and breaks his arm with a shovel thinking he's getting electrocuted. No? You never heard that? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. Listen, Paul, huge news and uh, not a joke, of course, uh, today. And you've been tweeting about it. Uh, Martin O'Neill leaves his post at the head of the Irish national team. Um, Good or bad for Irish football?
6: Um, That's a fair question. We we won't know, Alan, for a while, I guess. Uh, O'Neill would have us believe there with his kind of parting shots that he has left us in good stead and that he has introduced a number of new players in a transitionary period. And so if he's correct, uh, we'll find out in the next couple of seasons. But, of course, the new man who comes in may lay claim uh, to all the credit for that as well. So uh, it might be a difficult one to call.
3: Is it, uh, Brian Kerr, of course, the former Irish manager, was there for, uh, well, just over two and a half seasons. Um, he's doing the rounds and people are kind of looking to, to give him a second shot at a job. Would it be worthwhile?
6: I think it would. Um, at the time when he was manager before, that 2003, I think, uh, I must admit, I was somewhat under, underwhelmed at the time. Um, but I guess that it, it seemed uh, he was unlucky not to maybe get up for a couple of years. Uh, uh, I think maybe the timing is better this time because our squad, uh, you know, in the past we've always looked to bring in a manager who we would feel the players would uh, respect uh, uh, in terms of uh, what they've done in the game, perhaps. Uh, and so we felt that maybe we couldn't have used someone like Kerr but at the moment, our players aren't of the kind of quality uh, that uh, you know they deserve, that kind of manager, perhaps, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and that we're not looking at Trapattoni anymore. Maybe a manager like Care, Stephen Kenny, is getting mentioned. Uh, who knows? Uh, oh, Irish players. A lot of these players have come through the League of Ireland. Uh, so having a manager who knows those kind of players, um, those players like to respect a man like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, I, and I think that... Uh, both of those are quite progressive managers who might well help, and they'd also have a good sense of uh, who's coming through, I suppose, uh, further down the ladder.
3: But I mean, even at that, I mean, do we have the quality of players? So do do you know? Does Ireland have the talent pool of players that will actually, uh, you know, get us moving back up again?
6: Well, at the moment, you'd probably answer no, given our current run of results. Uh, but I do think uh, it's probably fair to say that we are in a transition period. We did lose a number of senior players who perhaps maybe we didn't recognize the influence at the time, Um, but certainly, you know, the likes of John O'Shea going, uh, Wes Houlihan being gone, um, John Walter's not being the player he was, uh, and there are others as well, that we are missing that kind of quality. But it is time for change, I suppose. And so we can can see, I mean, the players that we have, I don't think are that bad. I, I think something could be done with them and I think that was probably what became the issue in the end with O'Neill is that we didn't feel that progress had been made in any direction. And in a way, it was probably mostly shown up recently uh, by Wales and Northern Ireland, both of whom feature players playing in the Championship and lower down, uh, and yet seem to have a much more progressive uh, style uh, of play, something we seem to lack almost completely.
3: I mean, w- would it be a case you made, you know, if we, you know, when we look back at, say, you know, from like mid 80s or mid 90s when Jack Charlton was in charge, he, he put together a very kind of rudimentary game that, you know, suited the time that, like, as you say, put, put the opposition under pressure. Uh, should O'Neill have just gone for that instead of trying to please all, all around him and just said, look, I'm dis- I'm going to play, like, kind of the, the, um, Mike Bass, I'm going to play 4 4 whatever, too, and that's the way we're going to do it. Should he have stuck to his guns and said that instead of, you know, trying to try to be smarter than the uh, average cat?
6: Yeah, well, perhaps. I think it's just all the way through his vein, it was kind of difficult at times to pin down what he was trying to do. He got the impression he was more a reactive manager than a proactive one. Um, I mean, Jack Charlton came in at a time when we were at a low ebb, where we had tried to play a lot of Good football, but it tends to get exposed. Even though we have very good players, um, but he he went to a World Cup in '86. Saw you know which way the wind was blowing in terms of how teams played, how slow they played, and how they liked to play through playmakers. And so he you know identified a way to play. It wasn't pretty, and maybe didn't necessarily suit the players we had. But it actually did develop over time, uh, so that you know by the end of, of or certainly in, the, in his heyday, uh, we actually did play good football. Mixed with his more kind of rudimentary style, I think the problem with O'Neill is that it's been difficult to, uh, you know, see any football being played in the last year, uh, and even towards the end of the qualifiers, even though we made the 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 playoffs, you know, we failed to beat any of our rivals at home, uh, despite good results away, and that killed us. And that usually came down to us having to push games to try and win games, and we weren't able to do it. And it's difficult to see that he was going to change that, uh, or that he even had a plan to do so.
3: Okay, listen, before we move away from uh, football, of course, Roy Keane has gone as well, but, um, I mean, you know, of course, he, we know he's the captain of Manchester and the, the Manchester hero, but Manchester down eight place. Uh, Liverpool, you guys are doing very, very well this season. Uh, you know, second place, two points behind Man City. Do you think there is a, a, a chance that Liverpool can actually nip in and win that long awaited title? Well, I,
6: I think, you know, I think Manchester City are likely to probably, you know, be getting into the 90s, uh, even toward the 100 points again. Uh, you know, three or four years ago, it was enough maybe to get 84 85 points to win the league. You feel like you need your mid-90s now. And yeah. I'm not convinced that this Liverpool team is going to get into the 90s, unfortunately.
3: Okay, Paul, listen, moving moving away from football for the moment because, of course, last weekend in Ireland, a uh, huge celebration because, of course, we are in a Rugby World Cup cycle. The Rugby World Cup is next year, 2019. Uh, Russia have qualified. Canada qualified this past weekend by beating Germany. Ireland beat the All Blacks for the second time ever in our history. Uh, and suddenly we're going to win the World Cup. I mean, is this for real?
6: Well... Uh, <laughs> It's a difficult one. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on rugby. Um, but I, I think that we, we haven't ever won a knockout game in the World Cup. And so we've had some very good periods in the past, maybe not quite as good as the current squad. But then we've often heard about you know the talent that we have and the depth we have going into previous World Cups. Um, I, 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 I'd worry about it a, a little bit because people are very hyped up now after beating New Zealand. And that was a great result. And, and in fairness to rugby in Ireland, we have come a long way from maybe being the you know the seventh or eighth strongest team in in, in rugby to being now top of the pile unofficially, I suppose. Uh, but, but it's still you know it's a difficult thing to say when it gets to the actual tournament play uh, whether we can see it through, but the pressure is going to be heaped on us now.
3: Okay, um, I mean, one thing that like struck me was like a lot of the players like they were like kind of super sized with no necks. I mean, uh, most of the the of course the coverage was just like you know fawning and very very happy. Should should the media not not you 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 ask questions? Should the, the say the rugby media or general sports media should they be asking questions about like you know what's going on behind the scenes or is it just it's not important? A win is a win is a win.
6: I think to be honest, um, certainly in Ireland at the moment, anybody who makes you know, brings up that kind of question. It finds itself shot down quite quickly. Um, I remember Paul Kimmage, you know, uh, looking in that direction last year, the year before, uh, and the reaction was not positive. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I suppose for Ireland, um, we're doing well in the sport at the moment, and so, you know, people will fawn, I guess. Uh, but I think it probably goes for every sport across the board that people need to be perhaps. Uh, you know, use a few more critical faculties uh, in terms of what they're watching. <laughs> Listen, and not be prepared to, you know, suspend disbelief all of the time.
3: Well, listen. No, that you're spot on. Uh, listen, talk about. Uh, well, not suspend the leave disbelief. You you enjoyed uh, this past season with the kids down at Bray Wanderers. Now, of course, Bray have gone down to the first division. Um, you know, is there a chance that they're going to come back up? Because this, is a, this is a club with a bit of history and with a great catchment area as well. But you know, will they be able to rebuild, or, or do they look like they're in a bit of trouble?
6: Well, I mean, they certainly were in serious trouble last season and had an appalling season. Uh, a lot of that, though, came down to finance. Uh, and so, midway through the season, they lost their best players because they, you know, because of financial difficulties. Uh, I think they're under uh, under under the new regime, um, who are looking obviously to bring through a lot of young players uh, through Saint Joseph's Boys, who are the kind of schoolboys club, famous school schoolboys club that's associated with Bray now. Uh, and I think that they probably need a season or two down. Um, but it's of course always a danger with the with the first division in Ireland that uh, it could be longer than a couple of seasons. So uh, I think they have a good shot because everybody are you know there's probably two or three teams down there who are who are who are really vying for us. And I think Ray have the wherewithal to come back, but uh, it mightn't be next season.
3: Okay, listen, Paul Little, thank you so, so much. Listen, keep your head indoors, keep the uh, umbrella down and, you know, let the kids play. I don't know, just let the kids play outside and have a laugh at them when they get lit up like a Christmas tree, okay?
6: Absolutely, put them on the roof.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Paul Little at Little Football, thank you very much for your time this evening.
6: See you now. Take
3: care. Okay, that was Paul Little from the uh, Daily Star. So yeah, all change at home in Ireland. Um, we well, we've kind of agreed to disagree here, or disagreed to agree that uh, churches Off will stay here, and Russia will give him another little bit of a chance. But right now we're going out to the break. So again, that question: Who did Russia lose to last week? Plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three to win those tickets worth seventy thousand rubles to the Lokomotiv the Kateriivnberg game on Friday night. Of course, kickoff is at eight thirty. Well. The fact that we're going to be going to Locomotive this Friday is something that's going to give you a bit of a boost. So, to run out to the break, this is Iggy Pop and Lust for Life.
1: Capital Sports with
2: Alan Moore.
1: we
6: that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike
7: me. <laughs> you can really taste the Soviet Union in Alada. You know, there's like a... Well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main
1: thing you notice,
7: to be honest. And actually, the, the Elada doesn't start just by turning the key. You also have to sort of go, well, that's <laughs> like There's like an element of that. Oh, British we people. gave you a language. Oh, British for people. For
1: God's sake, I wish you'd use it. <laughs> ow, ow. Thursday at 9pm. Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Uh, Are you serious? Capital Commercial.
7: Бытовые вакуумные упаковщики Касса продлевают срок хранения
0: продуктов до пяти раз. Защищают продукты от морозного ожога. Экономят ваши деньги. Двойной запаечный шов. Съемная вакуумная камера. Импульсный режим. Более 10 моделей в ассортименте. Официальный представитель Касса в России компания Комфорт Макс. Телефон 495-921-02-88.
2: With
3: Alan Moore. Okay, folks, this is part three and the last going away part of our show tonight, of course. That question, who did Russia lose to last week? I won't even give a hint. Well, I will. I'll say, like, it's a, a home of a team named Red Bull and it's not Salzburg, so it's the other place where Red Bull play. Okay, so we have one. Nazar, thank you very much. Good evening, Miss, Miss, Miss DJ, Nikki, Alan, Alex, and Peter. It should be. Well, I can't say what it is, but he said, uh, "and happy upcoming birthday, CFM family." So, for Capital FM, Wilson, thank you, Nazar. Dimitri has said, "Yeah, Dimitri, you're correct. Nina is correct as well, and Irina, you guys are all correct with who you said beat Russia last week, of course." So, again, guys, you have got the last few minutes. You got uh, what about? We'll give you another six, seven minutes plus seven ninety five. One one 17,000 rubles worth of VIP tickets joining us at the Kappa Sports Stadium show. Now, of course, the man we miss with his lovely uh, South London brogue with a bit of a, a, a hint of scotch in there. And I'm not talking about scotch that you would drink, but the scotch, well, he's he's born in Scotland. Anyway, right. Um, we are going all the way across the far side of Moscow City to Mr. Andy McLean. How are you doing, Big Mac?
8: Good, I could do with some scotch. It's a bit
3: cold. Ah, well, listen, just uh, keep everything packed away and don't let them uh, fall off. I'll try not to. I mean your nose.
8: Oh, yeah, sorry, and that
3: as well. Okay, (laughs) all right. Listen, Andy, we're here to see waiting to hear your uh, take on everything. But listen, first thing, uh, uh, a personal hero of yours, Martin O'Neill, he has lost his job. Um, The right right decision by the Republic of Ireland or the wrong decision?
8: Um, I think it was probably the right decision. It was a difficult one because I think O'Neill and Keane... Haven't really got a pool of players that are going to achieve what they want to achieve or what's been expected of the Republic of Ireland in the last few years. Um, however, I think he has been ignoring a few of the players in the Irish League that have been uh, um, certainly one, Hoban, the striker, who's actually breaking records. They haven't really been given an opportunity in the, in, in the qualifiers. And instead, they're taking players from England that we've got Declan Rice as an example. He's not even sure whether he wants to play with Ireland.
3: Yeah, I mean that is the, then, the, the, the case. Like, you know, there's guys who genuinely would would you know die f- to play for Ireland, and then we're like getting guys who are kind of well, you know, I don't know if I want to line out. The same with that all the famous as well. Listen, uh, Andy, I mean you, you, at looking at that, um, who would you reckon Ireland should get in next? Who who would you like to see in there?
8: Well, Pep Guardiola said that he wants to go into
3: international management. I think he'd be a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be worried about uh, drug testing. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> good old PD, PED, Pep. Listen, um, who, who else would you reckon might step in? I mean, Brian Kerr is in the frame. Uh, people are talking about Mick McCarthy because he's had a bit of a loose end at the moment. Of course, Mick McCarthy had a great spell in charge of uh, Ireland for a few years as well.
8: well Roy, Roy Keane certainly wouldn't be his assistant.
3: Well, for sure, yeah. I mean, would you give Roy Keane, uh, you know, the the benefit of the doubt and let him lead the team?
8: I don't think he's got a great track record and he's already upset a number of players within the camp even when O'Neill was in charge of what was going on. I think he would be the wrong appointment. I think they need someone to come in fresh to give the Irish players a chance to to make sure that the players that they are putting on the pitch want to win and, and, and they really driving forward for so what it stands for I mean representing your country rather than I want to play for England I want to play for Ireland I want to play yeah
3: yeah it's like that joke in uh, Mike Bassett second second time I've said it we'll talk about Mike Bassett tonight. Mike Bassett England <laughs> manager when like the uh, Scottish team arrive and he was like oh look it's the England B team you know Ireland the England B team as well so it's kind of that <laughs> you know that, 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 that you know anyway uh, listen very very quickly on uh, churches of should he stay or should he go? I'm not talking about the Clash song. I mean, I'm using the lyrics, but, like, I mean, is it time for him to go away? Because he's not, he's not putting Chalov in at all. I think he should stay because... Oh, the two boys here beside me are, like, pumping their fists in the air in delight. They're like, yes, in your face, Alan. Uh, they think he should stay as well, uh, mainly because they said he's old and he'll have nothing else to do. He's not that old, by the way.
8: Well, yeah, I guess it keeps him off the streets.
3: It keeps him um, off the street. Okay, he, that, that is one thing. Okay,
8: he's, um, very similar to Martin O'Neill. I don't think he's got a great squad to choose from. When you look at the the players that, when they've had injuries that they have brought in, they're not the kind of players that scream out, "You're going to go and win tournaments." So the players that he has brought in are young, and more importantly, I think in the last round of internationals, he brought in players that are in form, like Arry Fair enough, he didn't give Chalop a go but I think it's important to gradually bring him into the, into, into the international scene. Sorry, right. And so just being a part of that training, spending time with players that he hasn't played with before, like Zuba, that he can learn from, look at things differently in terms of tactics, etc. And it, he'll build from that gradually and he will be given his chance.
3: Okay, well that, that's that's fair enough uh, Listen, Peter has uh, a rundown of results Or fixtures, sorry, for this weekend So you can give us your, your take on it So Peter is quickly warming up the fixtures machine uh, As he would do in the olden days in the BBC So Peter, okay, who have we got? Of course we've got Friday, you, you're doing the Russian So Friday night of course we have Lokomotiv and Ural Kydarinenberg Who else have we got kicking off the weekend?
5: We got, we got Achma versus CSK at 6 okay. Also Friday
3: Okay, so two Moscow teams in action on Friday. Which one should we look out for? I think both Moscow teams should be looking to
8: kick on now, um, especially with um, a very tight, tightly packed schedule for the next month. I think Lokomotiv and Tsar would be good value
3: as long as they hit the ground running again. Okay, so a good win. Okay, so on Saturday, Peter.
5: Uh, on Saturday, we got Yenisei and Dinamo at 2 o'clock. Then we got Ufa and Orionborg at uh, 4.30. And then uh, last but not least, at 7, we got Ruben
3: and Angie. Okay, so of course those games that uh, that's, uh, Peter said the home the away team are first. So uh, what about that Dinamo-Yenisei game? That should be a fairly straightforward win for the uh, for the SKGB boys. You'd think
8: so, but Yenisei will have had time to go away, refresh, wreath rethink perhaps their tactics their structure and it's getting to a real crunch time for them as to whether they're actually going to survive or not so you might find a bit of a resurgence if they get one result you Okay. Never
3: know. ok alright uh, on Sunday we have three games uh, far away Peter we have Spartak and Krylia Savetov at 2
5: o'clock, then we've got Krasnodar and Arsenal at 4.30, and then uh, 7 o'clock Zenit and Rostov.
3: Okay, so that, 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 that's a big one for Spartak, you know, the new man in charge. Uh, they, they desperately need to win that one, don't they? Yeah, I think they really.
8: If, if they have aspirations of qualifying for Europe or Champions League next season, that's an
3: absolutely must-win. Yeah, because I mean, Spartak are down in ninth place. Okay, they're only you know okay, they're twelve points off Zenith on the, the top of the table. Yeah, we're praying Carpin can do them a favour too. Yeah, and with Russell. Zenith. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, Zenith, looks, you know, they look good for value for that win, don't they? You would think so. Okay, who who are your tips then? What what would you reckon our punters should go put some money on uh, this weekend?
8: Uh, this weekend, I'd be looking at just one actually. Oh. and it's a Spartak win both teams to score in Russia.
3: So you're looking at a, a, a 2-1 or 3-2 or something like that?
8: Yeah, something like a 2-1 or
3: 3-1. A 2-1, 3-1, okay, fair enough. All right, uh, Alex, what are we looking at in England. Oh, by the way, before we do, we just had a quick look at it because, of course, Zenni, they're top of the table with 31 points. Krasnodar in second on 26. Lokomotiv chasing hard on 25 points in third. Rostov and Siska then fourth and fifth. Dino hanging in there in 12th place and, of course, Sparty, we said, are in ninth. Okay, Alex, away we go. Uh, we have, on Saturday, we have six games at six. So we have
4: we have Leicester at Brighton, we have Cardiff at Everton, we have Southampton at Fulham, Crystal Palace at Man United, Liverpool at Watford, Man City at West Ham, and you're in for a real treat for this one. At 8.30, we have Chelsea at Spurs.
3: Yeah, so that's a big, big London derby. That's a, a, a must-win for both of sides. What you reckon? That's a, that's a big day of football, Andy, isn't it? Yeah,
8: the, 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 the London derby should be an absolute cracker.
3: What, what about that the, the West Ham Man City one? Because I mean, you know, West Ham. I mean, if you look at it, West Ham are twelve to one to win. Twelve to one, Andy. That's that's huge odds, especially for you know they're, they're you know they can actually do one, won't they?
8: West Ham is such a funny team at the moment. Some weeks they seem to really, certainly the, the the Manchester United game at home. The first half they they sort of blew them away. And then for the following weeks, they struggled to pick up points against much lesser clubs.
3: Okay. So, okay, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Okay, Sunday we have two games. We up. have two games. At 4.30 we have Arsenal at
4: Bournemouth, and at 9 we have Huddersfield at the Wolves. Okay, and Monday as well,
3: one more game kicking one off game at 11 at o'clock, yeah? 11 p.m., Newcastle at Burnley. Okay, so of those last three games of the weekend, Andy, well, if you count Mondays the weekend, what what do you reckon? I mean, Arsenal-Bournemouth, that looks a decent one, because Arsenal are evens, but, uh, you know, Bournemouth aren't that far off, are they?
8: Bournemouth will be close, and I think the fact that Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, who have been important players for them so far this season, have both had a good international break. Callum Wilson made his debut for England and scored against the US, and Ryan Fraser was instrumental in, in getting Scotland to the playoffs in the
3: Nations League. Okay, so okay, that, that's fair enough. Okay, What's your tip then for this weekend for the uh, English Premier League?
8: So we've mentioned the Wolves' honeymoon period being over. Yeah, you've made that very clear. Very imp- is it, I, I think it's now very important for them to, to start putting points on the board. And I think they will beat Huddersfield.
3: Okay, well, they are, you have know, their favourites for that one, so fair enough. So uh, Wolves win over Huddersfield. Yep, Correct, yeah. Listen, uh, we were talking with Paul Little there a little bit uh, earlier on in the last segment um, about the rugby the weekend, of course, Ireland beating the All Blacks. Um, I should, like I asked him about like you know should we be asking questions about like say the size and uh, let's say the physique of some of the players, um you know is it getting worrying because I mean you played rugby to a decent level so I mean is it getting worried the the size of the players right now because you you're you're a, you're a big man but you be only a wee fella out there today.
8: <laughs> well, there was one bit in the commentary that really stood out for me. Um, there was a fantastic bit of defending from Ireland, I can't re- quite remember who the player was that ran across, but the commentator said just 20 minutes ago he could barely walk and now look at his work rate.
3: Yeah, I mean it says and it you all. see
8: the size of these players and the ground that they're covering and the hits that they're taking. And you have to wonder, I
3: mean they're, they're really, really going up a level. They're not just eating the- pork and Kasha, you know. Sorry. They're not just eating and kasha and drinking kefir in the mornings.
8: Well, I suppose if you have enough kefir and mix it with your uh, with your
3: porridge, you never know. That's something else. okay. We'll bark that one down. <laughs> Listen, congratulations <laughs> to Scotland <laughs> uh, finishing top of the table ahead of Israel and Albania. No no mean feat.
8: No, but we were a fantastic save from Alan McGregor from having a nasty post-mortem to that, to that tournament.
3: But as it is, I mean, you're going up now. You're you're moving up. You're going to be in with in the mix there with uh, Ireland. Oh, actually, won't Ireland be down below you next season? Um, but like, I mean, that, that's that's a great opportunity for Scotland to you know to test themselves to put themselves back in the mix with some of the big boys like you know like Russia, like Austria, like Wales. I mean, you know, and uh, even some of the teams who are coming down like you know Croatia, Poland, Iceland, and Germany. So I mean, you could get some great fixtures in next season.
8: Yeah, it should be very exciting for the. For the fixtures, when it comes back round again, short term, I think it was really important that by winning that group, it actually secures us a third place berth when they do the qualifiers for the European. the the normal the normal set, set up for the qualifiers.
3: So you think it's like in every case, it's just it's better for for them just to have actually, you know, made you know to to, to, to um, you know, for the future, it's better for them to 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 move up a division.
8: Yeah, I think if you're playing against better players, better competition. I think you as a as, as a country or a club are only going to get better.
3: Perfect. No, spot on. Listen, uh, thank you so, so much, Andy. Uh, get in before you start to, to freeze up and become a little popsicle. And uh, we'll, we'll wish you a very good evening and uh, thanks you for taking time
8: thank you very
3: much have thanks. a good evening to you guys thanks Andy ok that was of course Andy McLean who is over in the far side of the city tonight working away and uh, we are just a minute and a half away from the final whistle because uh, Nikki Stay has it between her lips and she's going to blow over very quick and say that's it we're all over for another night right boys um, what do you reckon uh, will it be a locomotive win on Friday night oh hell yeah well yeah you reckon yeah, like ok fair enough okay. Dominating that yeah game. yeah Okay, there it does. Nicky, what do you reckon? Lokomotiv win? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the is sitting on the far side of the side of me, he's just looking at me he's going, no, 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 no. Dimitri Schulgaard says, no, no way Lokomotiv is going to win. So, Okay, that winner tonight, Nina, Nina, guessed correctly because who beat Russia last week it was Germany okay so Germany well done or sorry Germany well done <laughs> sorry Nina well done I shouldn't say well done to Germany right so we're going away into a very very cold minus 2 Moscow night it's almost 10 o'clock here so we're going to play out with a song that we used to guys you'll like to notice that when I finished the fight especially when I'd won it okay right at the end the final bell rang they played this song and the whole place just went up and like start jumping around Uh, you'll like it Um, and uh, I'll say thank you very much to Miss DJ Nikki stay thank you thank you to all our listeners thank you to Alex B thank you very much Peter P thank you and guys you should see them. they're dressed lovely so uh, Alex of course is dressed in a Toronto Raptors old style shirt and Peter is in a uh, I CSKA. think it's CSKA yeah I think it looked like ska doesn't it yeah hey hey oh, hey, okay. hey watch it <laughs> ok right we are going to go out for one more week we'll talk to you guys next week because it's another big big week of sports uh, we're going to go away with the house of pain jump around we'll talk to you next week
1: Sports
2: with Alan Moore.